I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no kata Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. You guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, what y'all? 2020. Yeah. On the show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. And our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. So Lisa's out again, but she'll be back in a new year. We think um, <laughs> Little Miss Busy See you when I see you Exactly Well guys It's been a long time Right But we got my man in the house Writer, director, producer Tracy Grant Nice to be back Yes sir And I'll give you a real quick one mm-hmm. For everybody um, I don't know if you all rock with Pandora Or whatever yeah, Music yeah. device you use mm-hmm. But you need one Where you can set The radio station Or set the station The O'Brien Radio station on Pandora. Write that down, Chris. The the youngins and the babies will not know who O'Brien is, Hmm. but essentially it's 90s, 80s, late 70s slow grooves. It will help you anything you're doing in your (laughs) life. Goofy, listen, (laughs) listen. You're in traffic. Uh You at home doing laundry. Washing dishes or loading the dishwasher. Getting your groove on. Whatever, whatever you're doing. <laughs> you got your eye on a chick. You got your eye on a fella. Whatever. <laughs> O'Brien Radio O'Brien Pandora. Radio, Pandora. That's a jewel for you. Richard said he, Richard said he on it now. For free. He listening now. Look I, at listen, I promise you. <laughs> I promise yeah. you it'll help you get your life. That's hilarious. And then we got we got my man Richard Scott in the house. Writer himself. What's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> oh, now you nervous. <laughs> oh, what's going on? Yeah, I'm just here living life, man. Just trying to uh, not to be a POS, you know? <laughs> and then, of course, we got Chris Derrick in the house. What's writer, up, director, producer. What it do? Relaxing today. Relaxing today? Yeah. You taking off for the first time? Uh, yeah, I got to go see a play. Oh, nice. I got to go see a play this afternoon. Okay. What you going to say? Who is it? Uh, it's called... um. <clears throat> It's at the Zephyr Theater. Okay. Um, a friend of mine, it's like the uh, Lower Depths uh, Theater Ensemble. It is called um, uh, Safe Harbor. Okay. Safe Harbor by Tira Palmquist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to check that out. Awesome. <clears throat> well, it's probably going to be a couple weeks before this episode comes out. Um, um, like last night, we just did a reading for a new movie I'm doing called Mermaid next year. <clears throat> it's about this little trans um Oh, I remember, boy. I remember you sent me the, the, the yeah. pages for that. Yeah, so they're doing it as a feature now? They're gonna do that? Yeah, well she had already already had the feature. That was that was loosely based off of it. She's we've shot the sizzle for that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then um so we did a whole like table reading at the at the theater last night, the Lillian Theater. It was really good. And so, <clears throat> you know, I gave her a bunch of notes of course, so we gotta still tighten some stuff and then we're trying to go out to a couple actors and 
she's already got a little bit of money, not all the money, so we're trying to raise the money for that to shoot that, hopefully in the spring, which of course is when we want to shoot the thing with Sherry Shepard too, so we'll see how it all comes about. So, you know me. Staying always busy. just juggling 900 things and go, which one going to land? That's, okay, I'm going to roll with that one. That's what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so if you guys are grown, let's just go ahead and get on up into the show. So, Tracy, uh, you came up with a cool little topic we thought we could talk about today. Let's jump on in. Yeah, we talked offline about some of the great artists who we have lost. I was I was referring to an interview with Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. who has Dolomite and is redoing, hosting SNL, and this is quote-unquote resurgence around him. Mm-hmm. And so he was being asked about longevity in his career. What Was there anything to attribute to to his his longevity and mm-hmm. he said you know the greats who were around when he came up michael jackson prince whitney houston mm-hmm. many of these greats who are now gone george michael the one thing that they all have in common is that their careers are were all consuming and he found <laughs> for his what do you mean success, when you say all consuming he well talking? their entire existence Certainly, okay. like every day, every right. moment of their lives, they had families mm-hmm. and spouses, children, what have you. But because their careers were all consuming, they had vulnerabilities, which right. unfortunately got got the better of them, mm-hmm. and they were all gone too soon. Mm-hmm. So he learned to sort of really make it about his family, like his life was his family. His career is a big part of his life certainly informs and fulfills and enriches his life, but, you know, his kids and his family are really the driver. I, I, I'm just want to interrupt you. I'm glad you said that because I watched that with Driving in Cars with Comedians, the thing, you know, mm-hmm. talking about yeah, the dude. Seinfeld so, thing yes. on Netflix. <clears throat> and he did one, he did like an hour one with, yeah. with, with Eddie Murphy, which everybody else is like 30 minutes, whatever. That's right. But they talk about how Eddie's like, dude, I've just been hanging with my kids for the last few years, you know, just enjoying my life, That's getting right. fat, you know, doing whatever. It was great. But he's the one who was like, Eddie, you need to be doing comedy we miss it yeah. and you could see his wheels turning so I was surprised I wasn't surprised right. to hear six months later right. he's finally going to do some shit. right and it's easy <clears> to <throat> say well Eddie Murphy has all the money in the world of right. course he can do that but for us as as writers and artists and creators we sometimes take for granted the importance of that support sure. system in our and you know it's not always necessarily blood relatives mm-hmm. You know, your family doesn't always have to be your blood. Um, it's not always spouses. It's a, it, Sometimes it's just one person. Right. And if you are fortunate to have that one person, you need to thank them, take care of them, make sure they're not taken for granted. But it's not. There's something to be said for that support system if you don't yet have it. And that's not to say that you stop writing or take less time mm-hmm. take time away from what you're doing but that support system is is really key and it's worth well, looking into well that, that's an interesting thing it just got me thinking like we got <clears throat> we got richard on the mic right now you know young young writer here <clears throat> and i was just thinking about like you've only how many years you've been here now no seven yeah seven years okay so yeah, it's not like you just got here yesterday. No, <clears throat> but still, you know, you you build your support system around you, but you all your family time. is on the East Coast. Yeah, no, um, I moved out of here. I knew one person, D'Artagnan Scorza, who's doing very well in government. Mm-hmm. Um, 
very thankful <coughs> for him. Um, I moved out here. I slept on his floor for about two months while I what? got things together, found mm-hmm. a job. Um, and then out of pride, I moved out, even though I didn't have like a proper <laughs> living situation. And I was right. technically homeless, floating about. Um, that was okay, I think, for me. It was just like I went through a lot psychologically because of the fall from grace, I think, because of I came from. Mm-hmm. I worked my way up and then fell back down. Um Yada, 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 over the past few years, I think for me, what's hurt the most is uh, trying to build those friendships and build that new family, as you would say, right. and then the disappointment that comes when you know those relationships uh, erode mm-hmm. or you they vanish or someone moves. I can't tell you how many times that would happen where I would meet like what I thought would be like my new peer group, my new best friends, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, hey, I'm moving back. <laughs> or, hey, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. <clears throat> something. It I goes, mean, we all went through that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, or then, sure. like, I'm dealing with one friend now where I really care about her, mm-hmm. but I, I things went romantic and I didn't mm-hmm. want them to, and now she wants nothing to do with me. Right. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I, I you got like I, that, I, right? I, no, no, I didn't dog her out, people. You got the basis, like don't that. You? No, we never were intimate. It's a long story. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but I'm very thankful now um, in that I have a church that I call home. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a writing group that I love, um, and I've got Hilliard, I've got Chris. Um, and it's like I, I've got you know a certain routine now, right. and um, I'm very thankful for that. But it's taken yeah. a long time to cultivate. Yeah, that's exactly what you're talking about. It's right? big, and yeah. just like the reason we're talking about this, because you can look at some successful people in the business, actors, writers, directors, what have you, and they've got the lovely home, oh, yeah. at the big salary, and you're like, why are they <laughs> miserable? What are, what are they complaining about? Mm-hmm. They have everything, it's, from our point of everything view. Everything we want. Yeah, they have right. everything we want. Right. And, you know, what, They should have nothing to complain about, mm-hmm. but they perhaps don't have that support system right. that, you, that you need. And, you know, there's a lot of very successful people out there <laughs> coming home to an empty house. It's a big house. Right. It's a clean house. There's real. Refrigerators packed okay. <laughs> with good that food. Like a dream. Come home Look. to an empty house full of food. <laughs> right. With a pool. Oh my God. Depending on where you are, you yeah. may stay. You out. may be in a stage of life. <laughs> stay Why you got out. folks over here salivating? I know. Shit. I'm about to Snickers now. <laughs> shit. I, I'm just. Look, you, you said keep it a hundred. Yeah, keep it a hundred. You right. could be at a, that stage where you know you'd like to have that empty room or empty home, but. To the to the discussion about balancing, that's what they say. Lo- it's lonely at the life. top, right? That's what they say, there, right? That's what. Well, you know, their 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 actions say it sometimes. <clears throat> well, too. I mean, look, people, you know, working entertainment is a hard thing personally because, um, a lot of people don't realize this, this is like my thing about like how come so many rich people aren't really successful because they don't come from because they're not dealing with the same type of pain hmm. and so like what are they going to draw upon to make their work interesting but because you're, a lot of times you're dealing with that pain um, and you're fo- and you're focusing that like and that's being focused into your work you need to find people that can help you yeah and it's hard sometimes for people to admit that and then once you start to get super successful then you say to yourself well, i don't want people well so now i want people around me who knew me when i was slumming hmm. and then 
now I'm so successful and, and, and all the people that I meet are new are they want something from me mm-hmm. and so now you know what you know this whole thing about going to Hollywood is because you you get to a stage where you have so many sycophants around you that are boosting you up and you are welcoming that kind of accolades because you you kind of need it you know mm-hmm. you um, need the yes man like, 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 like you need people telling <clears throat> you that you're good because mm-hmm. you it, some of us the other day this writer John Alston he was saying you know a lot of times when you're really good at something you never think that you're that good and you're always kind of looking for mm-hmm. I gotta be better I gotta be better I gotta be better mm-hmm. be better and that leads you to a position where that you're you're constantly vulnerable about what's going on. But how do you have people around you who are new or who are old who, you know, I mean, and these people want stuff from you. Mm-hmm. They always realize this is a transaction and, and, and you know this is a transaction and you've seen, like, when you get, I mean, I remember just getting like a small bit of success and people are, their expectations of you are different, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how you're supposed to behave and, 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 and like we said earlier, you know, that deal for the $200,000 script deal, yeah, you might have signed that, but it might take, you know, like 18 months to get all that money. It's not like you got paid that in one day. Yeah. But people are assuming you On got paper, paid. it looks great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. people are assuming. And they, they see you on deadline, they're yeah. like, wow. And they're expecting exactly. you to kind of behave like, well, you know how people are when they got money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, how, well, how do people, how do people like, like really behave when they have money? I mean, there was a book I read a long time ago, and I was turned back to it. It's called... um. Never eat alone. Hmm. This was called. It's kind of like how to like cultivate people and friendships, and this. It makes sense, you know, about like just the title alone. It's kind of like that in there, dude. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like book. you know. You read it? <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of like. Do you want to? You think you were saying, Richard, about like these friendships that you wrote and stuff like that? I mean, it's like it's like you have to. You have to put in the 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 work. With with every relationship, yeah. and I kind of feel like most people people might not be that skilled at that because when you're growing up, people who become your friends, you see them all the time. Right. You school, blah, 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 so there's not much work you have to do. Mm-hmm. And in college, the same thing. And then when you get older, you start hanging out with people who are just doing what you want to do. But you once you get a job and start hanging out with a girl, hanging with a guy or something like that, you like things get curtailed in a way because of how you're trying to prioritize your life. But you gotta be able to keep your you keep those friendships buoyant. Mm-hmm. You gotta you have to. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean there's a good friend of mine who I hadn't seen in like I like I hadn't seen him all year. And um you know, I've told you I've gone through some tough stuff this year, and I like, and I, and I supposed to go. 2019 was kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I told him, I said, "Hey, man, <laughs> it's been." Yeah. I haven't hey. heard anyone who's been like, "Yay, 2019." No, no, um, not me. <laughs> but it's but it's crazy. So, well, you know, because like he like invited to to um like a Memorial Day birthday part. I mean, not just like uh, a like Memorial mm. Day thing, you know. Mm. And I was like, oh, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. Um, and then I couldn't go at the last minute, mm. and I was like. I was like right, and it was and there was legitimate reasons why I couldn't go. And I was writing him emails to why I couldn't, you know, make it. And I was like, oh, this, I'm gonna talk to you, catch up, blah blah blah. I just kind of like writing these catch up emails, and then I just felt like 
I just sent it that day, and then a week later, I mean, oh, we write it again, and then just a week kept. Oh, you didn't send it. It didn't. I didn't send oh, it. Oh wow! Because I was like, uh, it's like it sounds weird now. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I'll just catch up with other stuff, and then I didn't send that, and then mm. it just it kept spiraling. Got next, behind you. The next thing it was yeah. like four months later, and I was like, I gotta send in this thing. I yeah. gotta send in this thing, and then you know, I sent it to him. Um, and he didn't get back to me mm. and I, I must have wrote like 12 paragraphs I was like <laughs> I was like oh, he's not gonna get back to me but right, I was right. like maybe he's mad because I didn't go to his thing blah 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 you know and then like two weeks later his wife invites me to her birthday party oh, you know I'm like okay I go to the thing and yeah. I go there and I'm like uh, you know and he's like dude I'm so sorry and I was like, and he's telling me about his issues in his life with right. his like with, with his son like his son has got some developmental issues mm-hmm. that are making it difficult for him to just do anything and, he, mm-hmm. and I was like I get it Mm-hmm. I get it, you know, I get why we didn't have that kind of thing, you know, but I just felt like when I came to his house, I was a little like, I just felt weird walking to his house, I hadn't right. seen him, and I, but but it, things worked out really cool, you know, I well, mean, it's, it, it just reminded me of, Tracy, like, we, we were just talking about, like, we haven't had you on for, I don't know, six to eight months or a year or whatever. No doubt. And, and but we see you, like, at the Guild and, then, you know, at different meetings and stuff and whatever. One of the things that and I've known you since like 2006, 2007. Long time. And 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 but since day one, you always been like my dude, right? We always had each other. Back. I feel the same and way. I no see question. you immediately. It was like yesterday. Like no, no thing whatsoever. Well, and we're. So, go ahead. I don't mean to cut you off. No, we're. <clears throat> we have that relationship. I mean, we're friends far beyond this business right. and whatever we're doing. We'd be friends. Sometimes you just vibe with people mm-hmm. almost immediately. And so I have learned not to take that kind of thing for granted. Right. Um, I'm thinking about our dearly departed brother Kevin yeah. all the time. Kevin, Kev, we miss you yeah, all man. the time. But to just in terms of what we're talking about, you know, I'm not saying that you won't have to fully commit to your work mm-hmm. and be on your grind and put the time in. I'm just suggesting that you have to be careful about the costs associated around that and yes. make sure yes. the costs and the sacrifices are worth it for you. Yeah. If they are, cool. There's no there's no judgment. Right. But it is a real price you're going to be paying and you may find that those relationships wherever they are mm-hmm are the relationships that have value and relationships that you really need even though you don't need them in a day to day so 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 I, so I, I have this um, Francisco Goya etching on my uh, wall hmm. I use it and it's kind of like this motivator for a lot of things <clears throat> and the, t- the title of it the loose translation is you know is like um, celebrity who's fallen from grace and it's this guy, and he's like, he got like a nice walking stick, but he's using a walking stick, and he's and his clothing is a little shabby, mm-hmm. and he's asking for money, but you can tell his clothing was nice at one time, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting that it's the title is celebrity fallen from grace, something along mm-hmm. those lines. And this is from like the 1700s or something like that, and I was like, and I look at it a lot because I'm kind of like, wow, is that old? Yeah, huh. yeah. Um, and I look at, it, I'm just kind of like, well, yes, yeah, like. Celebrities existed for a long. I mean, mm-hmm. like probably since the dawn of time, mm-hmm. and well, the dawn of like our modern civilizations. <clears throat> but I look at it, I'm like, you know what? This guy's begging 
and he's an old man and he used to, and he used to be somebody mm-hmm. and it's like that's just a terrible position to be in like that mental space mm-hmm. and i use it as, as a motivator a lot to like a you know like it's like you can't like neglect the family that you should be cultivating you know whether it's you know someone that you were spending time with like as a a husband or a wife or just the kids and stuff like that or just your circle of friends whoever it is whoever it is you have to do that because I look at that and it's just it's just it's just it's a quick little like you know it's a a gouache little painting but you know it's not even color but it's just you go I, I feel there's a lot of that but the thing that's interesting about this industry is is that there's potentially a high degree of shame that you deal with when you don't have success. Oh, God, yeah. And Richard, you were about to say yeah, something a minute you, ago. You know, yeah. and it's, it's so high, <laughs> and it's hard. I think it's hard for you to want to be around people mm-hmm. when things have not gone out the way, have not, right. have not, have I, not absolutely. I can't go home right now. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. No, this I, I relate to this 100%. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. No, uh, no I'll just be very Me brief. Too. Like, I'm. Like I, when I when when I think about you know uh, my quote unquote fall, um, it's been harrowing. Um, mm. I you know I, I associate it with billionaires, and I don't say that lightly. Mm. Like God put me in positions that you know a lot of young twenty three year old black kids don't have, and mm-hmm. some days I feel like I've turned my back on His true calling for me mm. because this has been such a grueling <laughs> experience. Um, but you know uh governor mandel died a a mentor of mine and i was debating whether or not to go to the funeral and Mm -hmm. he 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 taught me a lot um i didn't work for him um Mm -hmm. i was with him on the board of regents in maryland and he gave me some of the greatest political lessons i've ever learned an old man old Mm -hmm. he was late 90s Mm -hmm. when i met him and he just took me by the hand my first day and he was the most welcoming spirit there and after that i felt included um, at a time when everyone, I felt like everyone was staring at me. Right. And then when Cliff Kendall died, um, I didn't go home again. And I started thinking about it. And I was like, why? I was like, oh, I'm ashamed. Hmm. I'm ashamed that like, it's, it's I was tough. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I it's, to this it's, so it's, it's tough to me deal too. with. Um, let, let me just say this because this yeah, is a piggy no, bill, if you don't mind. No, no, bye bye. So when I moved here, as you know, I moved here as an actor, right? In 1996. So from 96 to 2000, I was focused on being an actor, 2000, 2001. And I would I I got lucky when I first moved. I moved here three months later. I got a lead role in a movie. Right then I got like a TV show. Then I got whatever, and I started getting all these little guest starring and recurring roles. So I was making money. I was doing fine, right? But it wasn't enough, right? It was just and it was like three or four times a year, right? I mean, so I'm barely like paying my rent, barely doing this or barely doing that, right? So every time I go home. I felt like I can't go home unless I have a TV show or I did something on the air. Like, I just had a commercial. I just did this thing to go home to go see it was worth it. Mm-hmm. See, I did that. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. sure we all could relate to that. Yeah. I literally would not go home until I had something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I realized as I got older, why? You know where it came from? And I don't know if any of you guys relate to this. I grew up in this apostolic Pentecostal church, right? The pastor had five sons, and they were all the most spoiled sons in the fucking, you know, the typical mm-hmm. preacher's kids. Mm-hmm. 
They got everything. We would be in, we, you know, we have church all fucking day at the black church. 9.30, you get there, you're done at 3 in the afternoon. All day. Right? <laughs> Nigga, we starving, okay, <laughs> when it's done. These Negroes. Not me. <laughs> Not Maple exactly. Springs, praise God. So trip, so trip. <laughs> So, so th- this is, I, it took me years to figure out what it was, right? We all have our insecurities, right? We all have our reasons of why we want to be accepted, mm-hmm. right? So this is why I realized I wanted to be accepted, was I, it reminded me of being in line after church, waiting for the fried chicken and fucking whatever, and mashed potatoes, whatever, mm-hmm. and they would walk right to the front of the line. You feel me? Right. And they would already have their plates ready. Ugh, like, oh, y'all wait, wait for the preacher's son. Wait right. for the pastor. And guess what happened? As soon as I started getting t- roles on TV, oh, Hilliard's here. Come on up to the front, brother Hilliard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Brother right. Guess. Oh, yeah. come on. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it became that. Yeah. So I was like, I can't even go home unless I have something. That's crazy. It's- you know what I mean? But I, I put together what it was. Mm-hmm. You uh, know? I, so you got to figure out what it is. It reminds me, um, it's in Sidney Poitier's biographies both of them which is a great book um old one's called this life oh yeah i don't know if it's still in print the other ones i think it's a letter to his great grandkids but he talked about being a young man from the bahamas he left Mm -hmm. to go to new york Mm -hmm. chase his dream or whatever and he came from a very poor family they were like bringing their own water in the Mm -hmm. house when he was young and he would say you know he wanted to look after his parents (laughs) but he didn't have anything to put in the envelope mm. to send home. Right. And because he didn't have anything to put in the envelope, he certainly wasn't going to go home to visit. Mm. Right. Like, unless he had something to offer them right. from his point of view, mm-hmm. they didn't hear from him. Mm-hmm. And it was a long time, of course, before he became right. what he felt was successful enough to kind of take, but it was like, I'm not going home. Like, if I can't, Put yeah, something I mean, in here. I, mean, I so, think a lot of people relate to that. No, they, they yeah. absolutely do. I yeah. mean, I mean, that's why I got it up because I know that it happens with family, but I know it happens in this town with people that you meet, like friends mm-hmm. of yours that you are kind of moving up together with, and then somebody breaks, you know, and invariably there's going to be someone who breaks first. There has yeah. to be, mm-hmm. and then it's like, how do they behave? Right. How do you behave like after that? Right. You know, and it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's kind of like. What kind of time do they have for you? Um, and then you kind of feel like I, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that the the pressure is on your time um, to to continue to stay at that level. It's a lot more than what it was just to get there, and That's that true. means it's harder than for you to have relationships with people, and you gotta like tighten the wagon on a circle of mm-hmm. friends, stuff like that. I mean, you don't necessarily have to. But you, you, you want to, because the one thing we notice in this business is um, there's very few people who don't fall off. Right. You know, there's very yeah. few people who've had these career. I mean, what the average career in the Riders Guild is like five years or something like that. You right. know, it's like the NFL. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because you can't. I mean, you know, we were talking about Chris McCarthy the other day. You know, it was like Chris McCarthy was talking about how he's like. Um, you know, he was he was doing all the numbers for like the the Mission Impossible movies that are coming out. Not even the movies that are coming out. <clears throat> and he's like, when it's all said and done, I still have to work. Hmm. I'm not 
I'm not free and clear yet. Right. You know, we obviously got a lifestyle. He was like, look, I'm not going to give this lifestyle that I, that I created mm-hmm. for my family and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unfair. It's, uh, he, he made an interesting point. There was a movie. There's this French director. I can't remember fuck her name. Um, I want to say her name is like Catherine uh, Briot, but she was talking about this movie that she loved called Sawdust and Tinsel, which is this circus movie that Ingmar Bergman did. Mm. And I was watching it and I was kind of like, what? she was like, this movie like, spoke to me so much. And I was like, why does this movie speak to her? Mm. And it's, 18, it's not 1800s, late 1800s. You know, she's French. There, there's circus in Sweden and shit like that. But I was like, oh, I get it. Because everyone who's in the entertainment industry has joined the circus. Mm-hmm. We just don't really necessarily see it that way, but right. we've joined the circus mm. because if you get on a project, then you don't get to see people you love for mm-hmm. for, for for all these reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, time constraints. You had to work your sixty seven hours a day. You might mm-hmm. be in another country or another state at least. Whatever it is, then you come back and then you like grinding to get the next thing to be gone again. Mm-hmm. You know, and you get to see them, and it's like you really have to know how to find the balance. Yeah, I think um, you have to. You have to know. I, I like how you see that you have to know how to find the balance. <clears throat> I think you also have to. Um, I was thinking about my friend, my 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 friend Christopher, who you guys all know. I talk about all the time. He's. I only see him probably like once every month or two, mm. you know. And usually it's when I go over to cut him and my nephew's hair. Mm. You know what I mean? And he actually pays me to do it. And I'm always like, you don't have to pay me. It's like my reason to come over to see you right. for like two or three hours. You know what I mean? Right. And he's like, no, no, that's what you, you know. You're, you used to be a professional hairstylist, so I'm going to pay you for whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, but it's my reason to come see you. You know what I mean? I, and he's because he's always. I remember there was like a, a like a four month period when I didn't cut the hair over the summer because I was hella busy. <clears throat> and so he was like, "You you you're busy, so I'm I'm going to get my hair cut somewhere." Mm-hmm. So I was like. I was like, that's fine. And yeah. you can do whatever you want. But I'm telling you, I only come over because I'm, I'm, I use it as my excuse. To well, you know I feel I mean? you on that. And I'm sure he appreciates it. But hearing you tell that story, for me, that also suggests a real friend. Mm-hmm. And maybe you didn't receive it from him this first time. But mm-hmm. he's like, look, <clears throat> I know I don't have to pay you, but you're a professional I'm going to pay you for your services. I may have the insight to know that there's plenty of other people out there in the world who are going to screw you over or try to in what you're mm-hmm. doing. I'm not going to be one of those people. Right. So I'm going to pay you for your services. Mm-hmm. You know, now a haircut isn't mortgage money necessarily, no. but the the self-awareness and the foresight, like, like to but me, that's a real friend. It's just yeah. your throat money. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. pay. Yeah. yeah, it's like I'm gonna pay you for your services. Right. My friends want to see me paid, mm-hmm. as I want to see them paid. Right. I want to yeah. see you paid. Right. And so again, you know, it's that's important. actually great guys. Right? Do, do they want success for you? Right. You know what I mean? I want that's important for my friends. <laughs> what I want for myself. Right. But here's here's the other thing I'll, I'll throw out to the people who are listening. We've We've also talked about this on the podcast. We talk about writing a lot, getting started, cultivating. Mm-hmm. When you take a step, the universe takes a step your way also. Mm-hmm. You may not recognize it. It may not happen immediately. And not the way you want it. It may not happen in the way you right. want it, but it, it definitely happens. Right. I recently did this um, you know, web series, as many of us have done, mm-hmm. all encourage each other you can't wait around for something to happen 
I was excited to get it done. I tried to get Chris involved. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we'll get him next time. But Chris was good enough to come to one of my meetings. Mm-hmm. He met with you know myself, my producer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speaking of friendship. Okay. Now I knew we could all benefit from his expertise and all help each other, but he came, he volunteered his time. I texted him. I was going to text you too, just to say I got five episodes done. That's good. He's very encouraging. Hit me right back. Mm -hmm. And the project that you all were working on, Mm -hmm. shout to Willie, shout to my man Ron. Mm -hmm. Had you both sort of tied up, so I was shooting at the same time. Oh, you're that. Oh, but the project that you all were doing, which Ron wrote or mm-hmm. co-wrote, mm-hmm. Ron came to set a couple of weekends with me and helped me. Straight, well, yeah, he missed it. That's what he was talking about. Oh, okay, right, right. helped us get lunch. He was on set with <clears> me. Right. Helped with the shooting and reflector light, as I had done for him mm-hmm. two, three, however many years ago. You know, on his series. Right. So the circle kind of mm-hmm. kept small, but it kept kind of going around. Sure. And, you know, that's kind of what it's about. You know, we literally helping each other and supporting each other. We don't just talk about that, right. you know, on, mm-hmm. on the show. Can, can I just please, please. There's um, <clears throat> so when I think about where I was a few years ago, I was in a really bad place, like real bad um, because I didn't have a lot of these things. And like I said, things fell through the cracks mm-hmm. and I wasn't even in a place financially that was uh god i would say sustainable like i i would i was like homeless as an adult for a second time out here Hmm. um and um i started thinking like how do i find happiness you know um because it wasn't in sounds like a series i've heard yeah 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 yeah, i know right this is and so this informed the tv show i wrote finding happy which is uh at this point my lead pilot because mm-hmm. um, it came from the heart. Yeah, yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. It was like I, 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 I tried reaching out to friends, uh, old friends, and you know, either caring, reigniting some relationships, or at least trying to, you know, like you said, uh, sustain the ones that I did have. And a couple of folks, there was two people who were like those friendships really helped helped me. Um, I wasn't working, so I had more time to go to church, which is nice. Um, <laughs> so that helped. Uh, but ultimately, I think for me, it was like. Changed the way I looked at my life and changed the way I looked at each day and the mm. opportunity that each day provided. Right. And I think I just doubled down on uh, doing things that I enjoyed. And I think that uh, when you're out here, especially in this city where people are constantly telling you you're not good enough, they mm-hmm. don't understand your script, uh, they don't, you know, get this act out. You know what I mean? You're <laughs> constantly in a situation where. You feel like, am I good enough? You know, and, and it's easy to wallow in that. And I think my biggest thing now is stepping away from it. Um, mm-hmm. I've been locked, you know, in this office for the past, God, two months working mm-hmm. on this other script. And like, finally, I was just like, you know, what? I'm going to stop mm-hmm. for a couple days and do a little something. something. Self care. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, I want to experience the holidays. Sometimes you got to change your environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, go to Six Flags, go to the Wind Home and experience Christmas time at yeah. the Wind Home <clears> downtown. <throat> And just enjoy life and find happiness outside of, you know, that script or that that project that's that you're big. on. Yeah, that's real. That's real. I, th- I think that's necessary. I mean, w- when you get to a place, 
and 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 I, I jokingly say change your environment. Of course, I'm like in some really nice hotel, sitting yeah. and looking at the beach when I do that. But it wasn't always that way. I mean, I've only had this office for five years. You know, going on five years. So so I was at coffee shops too. I just would change the environment of what coffee shop I went to. I'd go to the beach and just sit there. You know, under the shade. You know, looking at the water. So there's things you could do for cheap. That's you right. know, for no money at all. It's just about changing your environment and seeing inspiration. <clears throat> you know, that's why I always say you you hear you hear me all the time, Chris. Um, Richard, I mean, I got the music on, and I got to hear music. I got to have the windows open. I got to, I need inspiration, you know, when I'm writing. So you got to find what your thing is that allows you to do that. If you need to be in the dark, fine. That's, that's cool. Whatever it is. And I've said this many times. My suggestion to you is when you're done with the thing, take it somewhere and read it out of the dark. You know, around people or in in a place that's a new place that gives you more energy that where where other people see you doing the thing. And they're like, what are you doing? You know, he must be a writer or he must be an actor. You know, they usually assume you're an actor when you're reading a script, but that's conversation. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't know. That's a good point. It's a very good point. You know, I mean, like, how do you... Uh, I, I don't even know what I'm going to say. It's kind of like you know how to get out of that space and get into that headspace that you need to do, but it's very important to try to like not... Uh, you, you, like, like you can get tunnel blind when you're working on something for a long time. And you got to like get out of your own... You have to get out of your own way. Uh, I mean, it's one of these things where I'm constantly... I love reading about people's process. Mm. And because... I'm always tweaking. Right. I'm kind of like, what? I like to read what someone else has done. So I'm like, okay, that that might work for me. Let me just try it. I don't know. Who knows? You know? Right. Uh, I mean, I was, but there might be a version of that thing or, that they do. Or, yeah. Or right. you read and go, oh, that's what they do. So right. maybe like, t- t- like the thing you saying about, you know, there's that beach you go to. to I mean, that room you go to up in Ventura. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like there's a book. I forget what it's called. There's a whole book came out like five years ago about writer's day mm-hmm. what they would spend their like oh yeah I remember that like yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, each yeah. page was kind of like a clock and it mm-hmm. would say I'd write from these hours and right. I'd pick up my kids and I'd dine blah 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 right. I always remember there was one interesting it was like that Maya Angelou would check into a hotel right. at like n- noon and write till like five mm-hmm. and she'd order coffee and just sit in the hotel and mm-hmm. type yeah. and then she'd come home <laughs> you know, like that was her. That was, her, that was that's what she would do. Yeah. You know, and people knew her at the hotel because he's going to the hotel, you know all the time. But it was, I was like, oh, and some people, you know, like they, you know, they do all this stuff. I mean, Charles Dickens in there is like he's 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 writing at night. He's got to deal with his kids, do the kid, put the kids away. But also, he maybe starts his writing day like ten o'clock at night. Yeah. He lights the candles because you know this is back then mm-hmm. day. Right. You know, and he's gonna he's right off until like three four in the morning and then right. go to sleep. Um, I think you have to discover. When is when is your peak time? Yes. You know what I mean? My peak time is from like 12 to 5 or 6. That's my peak time, period. You know what I mean? I, a 10 in the morning, no. 11, no. I got to go to the gym, no. do my thing, walk the dogs on other bullshit, have breakfast, and then come in here around noonish, 1 yeah. o'clock, mm-hmm. and then I start. You know what I mean? That's But you got to figure it out. There's something about like as soon as I finish working out, like there's I, all the endorphins are that's, fired. That's when I, I can't yeah. do it. They're, they're burning. Yeah. And I just yeah. sit down like right then and there and yeah. I just have all these great ideas. And mm-hmm. I'll, I, I, well, you know, that's the thing I do a lot. It's that I, mean, I haven't done this in a while, but I remember I was working on a script on time um, and I would uh, go and I would swim. Mm-hmm. And I'm swimming, the ideas just start flowing to me when, I'm in, when I'm in the pool. Mm-hmm. And I just had to spend as much time. 
is you know I'm I'm, I'm I, it's hard because like you know you obviously can't take notes when you're wet. <laughs> right. Um, got to remember that. But, <laughs> you got to like you know, but 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 you know, like I like to work. I mean, like I will work things out in a lot of ways. I mean, this is the thing that I always um, find is you know like how people come up with ideas, and I always tend to kind of look at like. You know, like what's the mousetrap of this idea? So if I do this, it's gonna 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 do that. Boom, boom, boom. And I try to work out like that many ideas so it stays fresh in my head, as opposed to oh, I get this one cool idea mm-hmm. that's gonna be versus one scene. No, because you're gonna forget that totally. But if I'm working it out to five different scenes and it's gonna affect the ending, then I'm trying to how just it it keeps it in my head longer, mm-hmm. so I, so there's less for me to uh, um, it's I'm less prone to forget it yeah. but it comes from working out you know and I, I, I know that's what that is you know and uh, um, and also because swimming is a little different than the else so you're not like worrying about like uh, you know if you're moving the weights is a different thing you, you, have, you have to be concerned about that to yeah. a certain degree you know something you just well, you, got, you got to be thinking about your form yeah so, Chris, Tracy what do, you, what do you do you have pretty much a nine to five you got a wife you know you got a different lifestyle like what do you do now how do you find time to write and stuff now well, it's <clears throat> it's interesting. Um, I have to work it into the day somehow every day. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I go to the gym in the mornings. Um, fortunate to be able to do that. Right. Um, but the days are different. A lot of times, I, I may have the downtime. I can go a few hours straight. Mm-hmm. Other times, I'm not able to do that. I may have to either just marinate on the idea or take some notes or sort of set up how I'm going to approach it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've found that rewriting and revising, I'm able to streamline that a little bit better because I can at least look at the work right. and sort of identify what the issues are and point <clears> to <throat> where in the script I'm going to fix it, even if I don't have the solution yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you chip away at it. I, I spent a lot of time. I've been very frustrated about it in the past, mm-hmm. but you just kind of you just keep moving forward. And um, again, I'm fortunate. I have the the support in other areas of life that let me do that. Mm-hmm. Um, not the least of which is you know the two of y'all, and you just push through. Sometimes the idea. Or the concept or where you are in the story is just so strong, mm-hmm. you know, you got to get up and work it out. Right. Um, but, you know, walking the dog and and, and be met, like all of these things, like nobody forced me mm-hmm. to do that. Like you make choices that work what's working a way that's best for your life overall. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. You think about your overall life. Right. If your career is your life, and again, if it's working for you, mm-hmm. wonderful. You know, we all want that. But well, let's well, let's just talk about that. Hey, before before I do that, I was I got this question. I was gonna ask, what do we do? Like, what other things to do outside of the industry to to keep yourself going? But before that, what's your work schedule? Because you have a fucked up schedule, and I don't mean to throw you out. I, I just mean because your work, you work so many. He yeah. did bartends and all the. Uh, yeah, stuff. I was gonna, I was gonna chime in <clears> on <throat> that on what to do when you don't have uh, right. a set schedule. Uh, my schedule sucks. Um, I got off. I went to bed at five a.m. this morning. Um, <laughs> did you go to church this morning? I did not. Oh my god! I, unfortunately, usually he goes to church and then he comes over here. And yeah, like crazy. Unfortunately, I did not. <clears throat> um, and I have to go to work at three Jesus thirty. Christ. Um. So yeah, for me, 
Yeah, uh, for me, like I, I, I'm getting a personal trainer this week. We're meeting. He asked me to do my schedule for mm. him, and I was. <laughs> do you like, have a schedule? I do. I do. It changes. Now. All it's the just, time, it changes. All, it's a terrible <laughs> schedule, and every yeah. day changes. Right. Um, but there are certain things that I've consistent that I've marked off as consistency. Right. For me, it's like this block, like that 12 to 3 block is a consistent block for writing or creating. Uh, yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. People think you got to have five, six, eight, yeah. eight hours. You just need a good 20 minutes if you're good at it. It's yeah. the consistency. You know? And I, uh, <clears throat> I was right. in a, I was at the ground league. No, I was at Second City maybe four years ago, five years ago in a class. I was, a, I got cast in a show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry. And um, still acting, by the way. I still got it. Um, <laughs> pretty wicked with a goblin. <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, I was talking to this guy, and he has a he he writes commercial copy, and he does a lot in the marketing world, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have a lot of time to write in his personal stuff. And he was like, you know, he read somewhere forty five minutes a day. If you can just do forty five a day. He's like, you can find 45 minutes. You can find two 20-minute increments. Agreed. Agreed. Um, if you could just hit that 45-minute mark on the bad days. Um, it's kind of like fitness. Like mm-hmm. The big thing with training is like if you can just do 20 minutes of cardio yep. on a bad day, yep. it adds up. It's cumulative. So I think, yeah, for me, my schedule is all over the place. I never know what a week is really going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, like you said – there like Monday or Tuesday sometimes shit happens like mm-hmm. I think oh it was the other week I, like, mm-hmm. no, I sat down because I like I gotta finish act three mm-hmm. on my script to send it to my writing group and then I get a call from a producer who's like hey Richard like got this opportunity for a Netflix show to mm-hmm. be an assistant which you guys talked mm-hmm. about in the last podcast <laughs> so mm-hmm. right. I'm literally like in this moment fuck I gotta do act three but now I gotta make these calls right. and f- redo my resume redo a cover letter and oh hey by the way you're gonna be losing 60% of your pay by taking this opportunity <laughs> exactly. so this is a major life choice juggling for, yeah right. I need this yeah. I need this decision made mm-hmm. by five o'clock right. it's a lot of pressure yeah and so I'm like oh all this shit and I'm like but wait I start working an hour and I gotta finish <laughs> act three so <laughs> you know that that's and I think that it takes a level of focus it's the consistency and the focus um some, sometimes part. those situations force you into a level of focus and organization that you mm-hmm. might not have had. Right. Yeah. So sometimes it's not a bad thing. I'm not wishing that. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It was sure. that was a crazy moment, and I you have no choice. Back against the wall, right. you know. Yeah, I call that's Hill- when you get down. I was on the phone with Hilliard, and I was like, mm-hmm. Hilliard, I appreciate it. I have to cut this short because mm-hmm. I got to finish Act Three. <laughs> 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 I was like, I'll figure that job shit out tomorrow. Right now, Act 3. I think we all... Go ahead, Chris. What are you going to say? Well, I'll tell you something interesting. A couple years ago, I was using this um, this coach for his career stuff. I was was having trouble finding time to write during the week. Just, you know, freelancing is the worst shit imaginable. But um, she said to me, she said, hey, I guess what you need to do? You need to find a day that is your meeting day. Hmm. She's like, what day is like difficult for you to actually kind of? She's like, what day during the week you find yourself the least focused writing wise? I was like, oh, it's usually Tuesdays. Hmm. She's like, then make Tuesdays your meeting day. Don't take any other meeting. I mean, like, like just Tuesdays are days you have. Well, why is Tuesday your the bad day? Why was it at the time? Do you remember? I, no, I don't remember. She's just <clears throat> asking me, and I was like, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm always kind of like taking notes on stuff that mm-hmm. I do and like how do I feel during the day and what times my energy level in the day right, and all this right. kind of stuff I was like oh it's Tuesdays I was you know she asked me and I was like yeah 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 so I just decided for about I don't know for like but six months or so because I, I wanted to get the script done um, 
I was only going to take meetings on Tuesdays. And if, and if it's like, hey, can you meet this week? I was like, nope. <laughs> I'll be next week because really? it's already like you know. I mean, I mean, yes, I have free time during the week. Yeah. But the thing about taking a meeting is it takes you off balance. If you takes me off balance, okay. you know. I mean, it, it, it's like I mean, I'm the kind of person who I get anxious. Mm-hmm. Wait, I can't really do a lot of work before a meeting. Okay. You know, I can't really do much of anything for a meeting. I'm, I'm prepping for the meeting. I'm rehearsing. I'm going to say stuff. I'm going to, you know, all this kind of stuff that you got to do. For, you know, it's like, and if you just, if you scatter those throughout the week, then, well, then you don't really have a, you, then for me, then I can't focus during the week at that point. I'm like, if, I, if I'm going to give up a day, mm-hmm. then what's the day that's the best day that I, that I can give up on that day? Okay, you know, I mean, like, like for me, because Mondays, I'm charged for the week and I'm ready to like just hit it hard. Mm-hmm. You know, on Tuesdays I'm just kind of like, well, that's that's some people return to emails and blah blah blah. And then, you know, Wednesdays had other shit involved. I just felt like, okay, that's a good way to kind of look at how to structure your day so you don't let things throw you out of whack. I mean, this is for me. You mm-hmm. know, there's like times that I can work, times I don't want to work. I don't want to work mean better because I will work whenever. But it's like <laughs> I'm so attuned of to when I'm best. Yeah. What do you, you think, Trace? Well, I agree with that. Like Chris in that example, he put his foot down, drew a line in sand, like Tuesday is going to be the day. And it was cool that that coach kind of helped you reach that conclusion to organize. You got to you gotta push through. We all have, like whatever you think is the challenge that's in front of you mm-hmm. to getting the work done or getting better with it, <clears> like <throat> – we all have something. Everybody has something that they have to deal with and get past. So, you know, you, what you don't want to do, brother, set like you don't want to like wallow in how bad the situation is. Like, you know, fall down seven times, get up eight. We've all mm-hmm. heard those cliches. Mm-hmm. Pick yourself up, dust off, you know, and, and keep it moving. That's what the competition is doing. Mm-hmm. That's what it is going to require of you, whether it's now, whether it's a little bit later. And so, which cons- is why you have to be good to yourself. Right. And I like yeah. the I like the consistency point too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even if it's a half hour day, right. if you're doing it every day, right. like I don't always Papers, have pages get done the same right. time increments. Right. But you better believe. I'm on a script or a project of some kind every day. Right. Well, so the two weeks from now, I'll be further along than mm-hmm. I am now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the thing about, you know, when I, when I was doing this thing about the meeting uh, is that it kind of allowed me to, to free up others from my schedule. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is meeting day. So I can always have this day also be the day that I'm going to go spend out if I'm going to meet anyone, like, not just for business, but I can go meet friends that day. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, let's go get coffee today. Mm-hmm. Let's go do this today. Let's, you know, like, let's keep the relationship building things you got to do. I, you know, yeah. I'm always scheduling on that same day. Mm-hmm. You know, that night, you want to go out and see someone, do something, boom, 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 because it's, cause for the rest of the week, I'm not, I can just focus, you know. And, and I think, you know, to, you know, the biggest thing is how quickly can you focus? Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone knows how to fucking knows the deal. You sit down, 
You're like, oh, well, what did the email say today right now? <laughs> uh, you know, let me send this and see if they get back to it. And it you, pre- some, you procrastinate for a lot of discipline. Yeah. You know, and what does Instagram say? And then, <laughs> and, and, and then what is the paper? And then you finally, like, like, like yeah. buckle in to, like, now I'm going to start writing. Yeah, you don't know? go down the YouTube rabbit hole. I've well, built that into If the, you want to get work done. I've built that into my writing. Though. Like, I know that first half hour. Power, you ain't doing shit. Right? You ain't doing shit. <laughs> you know you're not doing shit. That's why you got to you gotta, you gotta be disciplined like you are with your, I hate to say the word diet because I hate the word diet, with your diet, with your whatever. You just got to be disciplined with the thing. So when you come to write, it's like coming to work. So when you come to work, you can't just be on your phone. You can't, you know what I mean? You, you shouldn't be. So you got to pretend. You got to, that's why I always tell everybody, right. this is why you have to be now, you have to be testing yourself with your speed. Mm-hmm. You have to be testing yourself with the times you write. You have to be testing yourself with all these disciplines now. So when you get them, you can handle them. Because all of a sudden, you'll be you'll meet a producer at a party, and they'll be like, I love this guy. Hey, I want you to write this thing for me. We're like in a rush. We need a quick you know, pass on it. We need it like in a week or two. And if you can't do that That's shit, right. You're fucked. Well, that, right. you know what? Like, I keep a lot of timers. You know, on on Highland, there's like a there's like mm-hmm. a um, like a a, a, a writing sprint. Mm-hmm. I just you know like I saw that. You, you know whatever that was. So <laughs> you, you know so, you, you know so one of those things you know you set it. You're like okay, you're 25 minutes. You're 30 minutes. Highland's great because it will tell you how many, you know it will tell you how much you've typed. Like in that time, oh, does it really? So he's like, oh, you know, if you do that and just, just kind of like, just test yourself. You know, mm-hmm. do I do, do I do two pages? Do I do like whatever hell it is. That's part of <clears throat> again, again, that's a process thing and kind of like, how much can you really type in a day? Or how, mm-hmm. how much are you getting done in this time that you're allotting? Mm-hmm. You know, one of these things that like the coach was telling me, she was like, you know, like like really write down what you you know like how you're spending your day and 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 don't fuck and this is for you so you can don't cheat it mm-hmm. so if you spend 15 minutes every hour looking at your phone looking at shit you got to write that down so yeah. you know what you're doing you know oh, yes, I used to be writing but I'm not or, you know I'm not playing this I suggest turn it off yeah yeah that's what I'm saying there's, there's all this stuff Mute that you that do shit, whatever you they know, call it like, you know like, turn like, that yeah, shit off. power I mean yeah. put on airplane mode yeah. you know when you gotta write right. because that's and set your timer for two hours yeah. or whatever the time it is you need do all that shit yeah. because that's I mean because you know, I think I think this, this will go back to Tracy's thing earlier about how, how are you finding time and I would say the thing that you're saying about what's the stuff you do outside of it how mm-hmm. are you finding time to keep these, keep these other relationships going. Mm-hmm. That stuff happens that you let those things go out of the wayside because you're not efficient in the work that you are doing. Mm-hmm. So this work that might take you three hours to do, you let it take six to eight. Mm-hmm. And then it's encroaching into everything else. You're like, oh, you know what? I got to get act three done. <laughs> and then it's, but I'm going to do it all it's, but before I go to bed tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, because, but I'm, checking shit and calling shit and blah 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 and it's like well it really because you've gotten this done in two hours and then you have other stuff to do you know yeah. like you could have gone to the museum or you could have gone to the beach or you could have gone to the gym or you could have gone like to a poetry reading there's all these type of things you can do that you might that you know you want to do that you'll push off because you're like eh you know I gotta get this these pages done and in your mind you justify because like I need to get this work done mm-hmm. you know Rich? no I was gonna say there. I have <clears> two <throat> different type of writing days they're like like on a day off like Typically, I'll have Wednesday off 
and then I'll have my writing group at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. So like that writing session is a lot different than like uh, my Monday, Tuesday writing sessions. My Monday, Tuesday writing sessions are like I wake up, I work out, go to the gym. Sorry, wake up, go to the gym. And then it's like I've got an hour and a half to two hours and I have to go to work. So like those are very focused, like boom, 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 boom. Right. But come Wednesday, it's like, all right, I got like four hours. I got five hours. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, I'm tired. <laughs> like, Your body probably needs to yeah, sleep though. Yeah, I'm like, all right, <laughs> let me go through. I'll do act one. Mm-hmm. Let me chill. Let me go do this and do that. But then I'll have like a Thursday when I'm like, okay, today is like writing day. Mm. It's kind of like, it's almost like gym, you know, like Mm -hmm. Wednesday is like your day to like rest, like a yoga day. And then Thursday it's like, all right, no bitch, I've got like structure. This is what needs to happen. This is what Mm -hmm. needs to happen. This is what needs to happen. And I got, I got a date, God willing, one day. Um, (laughs) Six. So it's like, all right, two to six, let's go. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think you're right. It just depends on like where you're at that day. The problem is a lot of folks, uh, when you go to a coffee shop, they get distracted with that conversation, talking to that boy or that girl or whatever in between. Or, you know, they get on the phone with their mom mm-hmm. and their sister and then that becomes a thing. Or, you but know, that's why I was suggesting it. that you do it when you were finally reading. You've already done the work. Now you're just rewriting. You're just going through, you know, with the red yeah, pen or whatever. Pen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you that, know, that's, that's the root I mean, it's, it's also it's like, you know, like, like I have this app called called Brain FM. Mm-hmm. And. It you probably pl- have the most unique fucking apps on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see your phone. Uh, uh, <laughs> always rattling off apps I've never heard of. Yeah. So, you know, so it's it, it plays like this. Um, it plays music, but it's kind of like white noise of music or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or it's kind of like rhythmic structures. Hmm. So. I put it on when I'm editing. If I really, it, it's all about. It's designed to help you focus mm-hmm. because a lot of times, if you're playing songs that you like, mm-hmm. you listen to the song. Mm-hmm. Or even if it's like a song that's instrumental, you still know the song. But this is like not that, and it's, mm-hmm. it plays rhythmically, but it's not. But it's 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 kind of gyrating enough so that it helps me focus. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the, and and they ask you, go what, so so is today a deep focus day? Is it a relaxed day? Is it a sleep day? Is it uh, heavy work? And it plays you a different type of sound, okay. so that but and, you go rich. Yeah, so you know, I so I, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I put I, I put that on. I put that on. And I'll go, you know, and I'll go someplace, and I put on the headphones, so there's no distractions from anybody. And that's when I start like, like doing the serious work, because I don't want to be distracted. Because I know, you know, fucking pretty girl can walk by. Right. Oh, what's up with that? You know, <laughs> just, you know, just, just looking, just looking. You know, there will always be a distraction. Yeah, so you know, that's what you got to understand. But, but, early. but the thing is, is that if I'm not, yeah, that's it right there. But if I'm not gonna look. It's because I'm so focused and I'm so within that. I think, like you know, this is it's like it's like frequencies is what right. that is. And then you get into a frequency where you feel that you get, that you want to stay that. And it's got these timers where it's like twenty minutes, hour, two hour, thirty minutes. So you feel so so you kind of like time like like the work sprint that you want to do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that really helpful, you know, to to me. That's good. Sure. I was just thinking about <clears throat> here we are at the end of the year. You know, I don't know if this is going to drop before the new year or after the new year or whatever. <clears throat> I was just thinking about how actually this all ties in a little bit on of our um, goals and <laughs> and um, and um, plans thing yeah, that yeah, we're same. gonna we're gonna be talking about um, in the new year. Um, since we're here, what's any what's everybody's big thing they're looking at next year? Like what's 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 driving them going into next year? Let's start with you, Chris. This movie I want to direct. Okay. The 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 tattoo one? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I got 
I got some multiple financing sources lined up <clears throat> uh, who I've pitched this, this the concept to. They like it. Mm-hmm. A couple of actors that are you know we've kind of like we've hinted at. Um, How are you doing on the script? You you there yet? I'm, uh, no, I'm still working on it. Okay. Um, but uh, the script's exci- the script. I'm still excited about it in a way that um, I haven't been in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And but that's my main goal, you know. I have a couple other smaller goals, like right. you know, but but that I feel that that is the and it seems strange. That's the most attainable, you know. Like it's again, it's like what can I control? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I can control that, you know. Like you can't, I can't control getting on a television show. Yeah. It's not my ultimate choice. Mm-hmm. You don't know if the show's gonna go, showing all these kind and of. That's things. the same with you directing an episode of television. Same too. with directing. You yeah. just, I just, you just don't know, yeah. you know. But it seems weird that it's like, well, you can do a movie. How hard is it to fucking get a movie made? And it's like, honestly, in this climate, it's probably not. It's probably the easiest thing to do in entertainment right. in terms of this type of thing, because mm-hmm. so many people fucking want to get on a show and they're mm-hmm. like a hard. There's just a lot to it that could be why you, you won't be able to get on a show. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I'm just like, well, what do I do that is what I want to do? Because uh, ultimately, get on a show that's not my show, mm. um, and I would love to work on someone's show. But ultimately, it's, it's not my show. It's not my project. It's not the way that that, that I want to do things. Mm. You know, and, and 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 I'm not someone who just wanted to be a writer out here. You know, I mean, it's not. I mean, it's a it's a skill set that I've cultivated very strongly. Sure, but it's not. It's not not my main skill set. You know. Um, what, what what about you, Rich? <clears throat> Realistically, uh, wow! And this speaks to <laughs> something. Uh, be be you. I don't no, 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 no. Twenty is all about being that nigga. Yeah, and uh, that that's it. Mm-hmm. Like I have a plan. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of this year, I'll have four pilots polished, mm-hmm. ready to go. Um, I've got. A, I'll have a pitch deck. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a show that you know. Uh, every time I pitch it, people love it, mm-hmm. and I've got people that two different networks who were like yo mm-hmm. let's let's see what we can do mm-hmm. and uh I, I genuinely how do i say this i sound like an arrogant fuck i genuinely don't give a shit about all the in, inhibitors that people mm-hmm. are telling me all the things that people are telling me can go wrong mm-hmm. might go wrong won't happen because of xyz with all due respect like i don't care um back home on the east coast i used to operate not like I'm better than you or I'm better mm-hmm. than the rules or I'm special, but it was like, I understand the percentage and I don't care. I'm still going to do this. Let me and tell you something. Here's, here's what I like about that attitude because you're also a nice guy. There's some people who are dicks and they believe that. That's the yeah. problem, right? <laughs> yeah. Lena has the same thing. Don't you agree? Lena, wouldn't you agree? Lena has this thing where she don't give a fuck what you got to say. She knows she can do her thing. Yeah. And I think that, that that energy, in my opinion, is what has driven her to where she is now. She believes that she's going to get it. She believes she's worth it. And she doesn't have to take your notes to get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she really believes mm-hmm. it. And she, she can convince you to believe it, too. Well, I'll you still take I mean? your note. And yeah. I'll respect it. And I'll still take critique and criticism. Mm-hmm. And I'll ha- take any piece of advice in the world you can right. give me. But please don't think that that's going to stop my true north. Because my true north is this. And it's getting A-pop on the screen right. no matter what and that's what it is awesome Tracy Trey well the bigger one for <laughs> me generally my, my main thing for this year is just pushing harder mm-hmm. now they 
get into the nuts and bolts. Um, I have two projects in particular that I want to do that I'm going to do. One is a feature, um, Assassin Blues. It is unique. Um, cool name. My, <laughs> yeah, I like my, my Faustian, my next pilot is going to be sort of a Faustian thing, but it's set with a, has a hedge fund element to cool. it. So I'm bringing more of my real background. So <laughs> two unique pieces, continuing to push on, push with the the existing projects. Um, the series that I shot, we'll put it out. See what happens. You totally a not a when you're gonna early it? early 2020, but you know, so like probably Black History Month. Or you'll something. be among the first okay. to hear about it. Awesome. Um, but you know, that was kind of like, don't well, give a fuck. Have you back on put it out. the blast it? Then yeah, no, that'll be love. But my pushing pushing harder on all fronts with the right. material, with the relationships, with asking for what is needed. As we've always talked about, my, like I'm pushing harder now again. I spent a lot of time, and, and you know, the 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 year before last, I mm -hmm. was planning a wedding, all that kind of thing. We mm -hmm. all had some personal things we had to do, so mm -hmm. my thing is pushing harder. Um, people who know me know that I'm not. I can come off reticent, reserved, mm -hmm. laid back. Um, they don't know you right up under that, all that, do they? Exactly. So <laughs> that New York come out. Sometimes that hasn't served me. <laughs> so I'm, you know, whatever happens, right. I will be, I will be pushing and and making sure the the, the aggression, I like and the that. is there. I think that's good for me. That's where I'm at. And see, I already see that growth just in the fact that now you're stepping up doing documentaries and producing web series, and you're not waiting for Hollywood no more. I can't. You, you can't do you know it. The story. That's that's the whole point I'm trying to tell yeah. all the kids. Stop fucking waiting for Hollywood to hire you. Yeah. Let them come to you. That, They'll hear about you. Know you know what? That's the yeah, you know, it's just one thing. I hate to bring something up, but that's the thing that Chris McQuarrie was saying. Like, <clears> all these <throat> people who are writing scripts and just sending them out there thinking that's gonna happen, that's not how it works. And he and he was like, Go make a movie. Mm -hmm. And then people keep keep pushing back at him saying well, so now what if I don't want to be a director? <laughs> and then he was like, you know what? You actually don't know if you want to be a director or not until you, you actually do it and know that you can't do it. Yeah. But you'll learn, what, <clears throat> but you'll learn from, from the directing experience, having something produced, yeah. what the director needs on the page. Yep. You know, because that's where a lot of, I mean, that's, he's making this great point about how people don't know what the, you know, like, People can write great material that's a great read for executives, entertaining read. Mm -hmm. It's not a movie yet, right. and then it's and, and and then they get upset when it's going to be torn apart to be made into a movie, mm -hmm. and then they get this. Oh, the director fucked me and the actors fucked me. It's like no, because what you wrote wasn't a movie yet. <laughs> you know, it's really it's interesting. Right. I mean, interesting. He was talking about him and Brian Koppelman. Brian Koppelman was saying when they did Rounders, the the reason why that movie he was like that movie was so close to what they uh, they uh, what they wrote on the page, right. that's because he was like well well John Dahl came in a month before shooting and sat us down and was like this is how you start a scene this is how you end a scene and you're not doing that right. so go back and just rewrite these scenes to to get this because he is interesting point because he was like this cool shit you have. It's going to end up on the cutting room floor because <laughs> a, a scene is going to begin where, where, where it wants to right. begin. 
And everything else before that yep. It's gotta go It doesn't matter how cool If it's cool It's gotta happen mm-hmm. You gotta put it in the middle I was like That's so interesting Way to look at How that it is mm-hmm. But it's like But it just <clears throat> reminds me It's like Are you gonna do the work To know what it means To do the work Because No one's writing To be writing You're writing to see it get made right. You know and, and that's something You can control You know I was, I was just thinking As I was listening To all you guys I mean, we all have a bunch of projects going on, so I'm like literally trying to. I'm like, do I want them? <laughs> like, which one? Picture which right? one? But here's what I narrowed it down to: was what I really want to do. I like to be back on staff again, but the difference is I want to be back on staff in charge. Do you know? Mm-hmm. That's a difference. Yeah, that's a huge difference. I want to be in a different capacity. I want to have a voice in the room. That's in a different capacity. And that's in television and film. You know, Pamela and I are about to produce a bunch of stuff. So those there are things out there. You know, Black Wall Street is back on the map at a couple places again. So there's some things going on. Sylvester's back in the map. Mm-hmm. There's some things going on. Right. Projects so, that you've had for yeah, a little bit of time. A, a little bit of time. And I think that with Watchmen has really helped mm-hmm. everybody go, wait a minute. Let me look at that. That Black Wall Street thing mm-hmm. again. It's like I told you, bitches, we could have had that moment. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That they had. So anyway, um, so there's a, there's things like that. But I just know that when I think about in the um, uh, smaller, when I'm just trying to put it all together like this, I'm like, when I'm focused on what I want, I want to be in the room, but I want to be at the, at the head of the table talking. I want to be in some capacity. If I have to share it, fine. But I want to be in that room where I have a voice. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, hopefully it's the Ridley show. Hopefully it's, you know, something Pamela and I are doing. I don't know, but I know that that's where I'm pushing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want to be able to hire people. Yeah, know? well, because, you know, yeah. I'm, I mean, because <laughs> my thing is, I don't, you hear this a lot where it's like, who, there's, there are certain showrunners who don't enforce the hierarchy. You know, it's rare. But I think that's kind of what you are striving for because everybody, particularly okay, particularly for you. See, your situation is so different. Is is that you're not someone who's young in the game and in life who's writing, mm-hmm. you know? And there's not a lot that someone's got to teach you about. You know about like all the amorphous things about going from like a staff writer or story editor or stuff like that. You but know? see, but see, that's that's the misconception though. You and I know that, right? But they but, don't but, know, but, that. but they don't know that so about you. I have you. to fucking you, you, teach you, you them. Teach that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. And, so, and so, so that's why I understand like your thing is kind of like you know what do you find is you know like where's the showrunner that doesn't enforce the, enforce this hierarchy? You know, you hear about it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it, you know I'm reading this book called Creativity mm-hmm. by Ed Catmull the guy who created founded P- Pixar okay. it's been fascinating he was saying this whole thing where he was like you know do you in putting together teams uh, he's asked this question he was like what's more important the good idea or the good people mm-hmm. and you know and he was saying in Hollywood people are always saying I want the good idea I want the good idea I want the good idea 
and and he was saying and he speaks to all these other places where it's like you know we ask business people and every, it's kind of like a 50 usually comes up 50 50 right you know and he's like if and he, he was like, statistically if, if if i ask that question and the audience comes back to me 50 50 it's because they don't know they're guessing right. it's just like a coin toss at that point mm-hmm. but he was like saying but you do know that's really you want good people mm-hmm. because he breaks down he was like because good people can take a bad idea and make it great mm-hmm. he's like bad people can fuck up a good idea <laughs> that's right mm-hmm. you know you know, mm-hmm. um, or you know, or or, or and, and and good people can make. But he's saying that Pixar, their main thing is they use this, they use this. He, he wanted to use this the a type of hierarchy structure that the Japanese use, which they took from this American guy about how in the in the auto plants where anybody on the assembly line could stop the assembly line if they saw a problem mm. and, su- and suggest a correction. Wow. You know, and he, he's, he's like, that's how Japan's assembly lines <laughs> after the war, mm-hmm. their stuff was considered the worst shit imaginable. In like 15 years, it was shit that everybody wanted on the planet. Because mm-hmm. they were like, let's empower everybody. Because everybody had a voice. Because everyone has a voice. Mm. And that's where a lot of these shows where you come in and I'm enforcing the hierarchy and mm-hmm. like, you're the staff writer, I'm not gonna let you even say shit. It's crazy, and it's like motherfucker, <clears throat> you, like you have no idea what I know about this. Just because mm-hmm. I don't have this credit, yeah. you know, doesn't you know? I mean, I can come in and fucking and 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 I can I can fucking do your job, <laughs> possibly. Right. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying me, but I'm saying was, I'm saying. But there's someone who can say I can do your job as a showrunner. There was a moment. You know? There was a moment on a show I never forget when um, they were with everybody was in a room and some, one of the other writers was working on the board. And then the one of the showrunners goes, Hilliard, why don't you do the board? And I went, all right. And I get up and I go, okay, act one. Boom, boom, boom. And I start going through everything. But when I turn around, we're done. And he goes, how's it feel doing your first one? I went, first one? I went, not my first time. I said, but thank you. And I just sat down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, yeah. I've done this a million times. It's not my, not my first yeah. time. Yeah. Anyway. It's, yeah. People yeah. don't, yeah, you know. I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> it's not necessarily where you have to go, um, I mean, I, I guess you gotta kind of have to toot your horn and say, "Motherfucker, I know how to do so much shit." You know, go ahead, Rich. I was gonna say this is what I um, I'm dealing with now, being like you know the lower level young mm-hmm. guy, young cat on the block, mm-hmm. where people look at you know the muscles in the fro and think I can barely count to thirty. <laughs> and it's 20, true. It's not true. Well, well twenty nine. Yeah, twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you know and a lot of unfortunately especially where I work up in Sherman Oaks a lot of people take it for arrogance when mm. you stand up for yourself oh yeah I'm sure you know it's like oh I'm not arrogant you're just close minded you probably say working in law firms and all that shit you yeah. <laughs> have no idea you know we don't even have time I know I feel yeah and so what I've what I've told a lot of my friends is you know uh, a lot of my friends in our writing group and uh, our, our writing module you know uh, a lot of folks are we're forced to be meek because you don't want to come off mm-hmm. as, you know, a braggart or, you know, bombastic or arrogant. But at the same time, this industry beats you down. Right. And so I'm not saying toot your own horn all the time, <laughs> whatever you can. Right. But, you know, when someone comes at you, you yeah. know, say, hey, no, um, I'm sorry. You're not dealing with, you know, some Joe Schmo. Yeah. I know what to do. And we I'm have something to myself. offer. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, don't mind, I don't mind that at all. I think okay. I think you got it. I think people appreciate when people are comfortable with themselves and they know what's what. Yeah. You know, for the most part, at least they have to learn to respect it. Yeah. You know, I mean that's that's why I was telling you we're, yeah. we're dealing with this executive. I just fucking I just said look I'm just gonna tell you straight up. Yeah. <laughs> Here's how it is. Yeah. Cause you're dripping. Yeah. <laughs> you know. 
And I've Go had ahead. this conversation with you when it was mm-hmm. over the uh, the assistant, the showrunner assistant mm-hmm. job. Because I said, you know, I've got a two-page resume. And mm-hmm. I was like, most people don't read that second page. Right. But if you're the type of showrunner that doesn't read the second page of my resume, you're going to miss all the right. stuff that I've done in my past. Right. And if you're closed-minded enough to think that I can't handle being on your desk for your $100 million show, you obviously didn't read the second page of my resume <laughs> because that I'm not going to, you know. I've been in Moscow, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it. that second page of that resume will say, with all due respect to your show, right. I've fried bigger fish with a bigger player in the game. And mm-hmm. there's no disrespect to you, but understand you're not playing yeah, with some that, rookie no, off the street. Yeah, right, that's, that's, right, there's right. always this bad <laughs> assumption is that you, you come in and you have this job and it's like that's the, the lower level jobs and it's like they're assuming that you don't know enough. Mm-hmm. Now granted, there's, enough pe- there's a lot of people who don't know enough, sure. you know, but some people, some people do, you know. I mean, I tell people all the time, you know, a, a staff writer job, I'll take it because that's because I want that in the television. Right. But it's like <clears throat> you get so much more. You just need to get your foot Cause, in. Cause yeah. This, yeah, that's cause all this is the thing. Yeah. Because because I could direct the episode too. So so <laughs> so, so exactly. it's just right now. Yeah, right vertical now. alignment. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Vertical exactly. alignment. Right now. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable. I feel super comfortable doing that. You know, right. I don't think uh, there'll be no staff. Probably no staff writer can feel comfortable doing that. You I know? totally agree. Hundred percent. Well, cool. Awesome, awesome episode, awesome episode. Talking about work life and balance, your support system and all that shit. Um, where you at, Richard? <clears throat> um, currently not oh, on that's right. social <laughs> media. Um, <laughs> however, I do want to plug P- Paul Guillot and his Instagram post. Um, that was a good one, wasn't it? It was, yeah. it was. I haven't been on Instagram or anything, right. and uh, Hilliard actually showed me uh, a post that Paul wrote three or four days ago, and it was um, super inspiring, super motivational, so thank you, Paul, for that. What was um, it about? Uh, oh, sorry, it was, a, um, he, he made it public, so mm-hmm. I'll say, uh, unfortunately, a project that he had uh was deadened yeah. it's not and it was like cool. one of like five that yeah. keep falling apart yeah and right? it's yeah. it's it's another <clears throat> one right. and um you know he wasn't in the best of spirits mm-hmm. obviously i don't know anyone who would yeah. be but um you know he woke up at 5 a.m the next day and he got right back to writing yeah. and he shared a very stripped down photo of himself yeah. that isn't something that you typically see yeah. on instagram it was yeah. a very real raw photo yeah. um and I just I appreciate it that mm-hmm. um, and so yeah Paul thank you for that shout out to you Paul we love you buddy shout out to Paul yeah but if <clears throat> anybody needs to reach me I don't care you can just uh, <laughs> richardscott98 at gmail.com just email hey, me if you want to meet for lunch or coffee or good. just top it up about shit good make yourself open yeah I think that's good no DMs for me though <laughs> you ain't down with the DMs <laughs> you ain't down well, with the DMs well because you know what we Tracy said he down with the DMs <laughs> you know because like we had talked about something earlier about um oh Chris is funny um <laughs> how, oh we talked about when what his name was on when Aaron was on about how do you say no Right. To people, you know, and I and I love reading about how people say, you know, in that book I gave you, the type of mentors, everything's about what's the best ways to say no to people, right. and it's like I really got to get, uh, I I love having to do that, mm-hmm. not. I mean, not saying no, but like, but but to learn the better ways to say no. Y'all DM Chris because you got to be able to say because you got to be able to say, say I, you can say I said <clears throat> I said you can do it. You know, you got to be able to say no to things. I mean, yeah. you just have to. Where you at, Chris? Uh, Tracy? Sorry, uh, on Twitter at the real Trey T H E R E E L T R A Y. 
uh, Tracy Grant on Facebook, Tracy Grant 3559 on Instagram. Get at me. My DMs are open. Uh, I'll try to be more selective like like Chris. Mm -hmm. um, I brought this ad from the trades, our sister, Michelle Amore. Yes, Shout sir. to Michelle. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma um, Co-chair, Committee of Black Riders. She also <clears throat> sold a pilot to yes. CBS. Congratulations. Ali Honorable with Ali Leroy. We're yeah. very proud of her. And good for LMU. It's an LMU ad mm -hmm. that was smart enough to feature her. So good on them. But, mm -hmm. you know, I want to give her a shout out. I know you all mentioned it before. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a sister who's done a lot for so many other people. So it's really refreshing to see her work get rewarded because she, she does a and, lot. And for look, I just want to say what I love about it the most is, as you guys know, two years ago when the black women did that, that Hollywood reporter thing, yes. she wasn't in that photo. I was a little, I was feeling some kind of way. I'm going I'm, I'm to tell y'all, bitches. Yeah, I'm going to tell y'all. I understand. I was feeling some kind of yeah, way. Did she not she didn't get invited? No, you know why? Because they were like, well, you don't, you're not on a show. You know what I mean? You know how they treat us about that whole thing. It's, it's an elitist thing. And so and now, she now has she's there. So guess who her, got called her, in? Her, her own you know show I mean? and her exactly. own Exactly. Exactly. And moved right up to Co-EP. Right. Exactly. So, you know, went from never even worked on the show to Co-EP. So go, bitch. Go. That's all I'm going to say about that. He can say, bitch, we can't. Well, I'm not calling anybody a bitch <laughs> in particular. I'm just generalizing the word. Okay. I'm playing like being. I know. know. Um, what you at, Chris? <clears throat> uh, unauthorized CBD on Twitter and Instagram. Cool. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. <clears throat> any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Any questions? Any questions? I just said that. Um, you, uh, please follow us, share it. Um, um, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Spotify, everything, anchor, yeah, everything. everything. You yeah. know, support the show. Get the T-shirts online at screenwritersrr.com. You can uh, support the show through the through the Patreon that way. Um, you know, whatever, two dollars a month, five dollars a month, dollar a month. There'll be a, a link on there when this drops, so you can like you can actually just you know like like go to the anchor page and support that. That's like I think not. It's like it's like ninety nine cents a month or four ninety nine a month. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that you feel comfortable doing, you know, supporting the show if you listen, we you know we like we'd appreciate that. Yeah. And shout out to Sonny sitting here, our number one fan. We appreciate. What's you up, drive. Sonny? <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So that's what's up. So if we don't see you guys um, before the new year or after, I don't know if this drops before or after. Um, we appreciate y'all. We love you guys. We hope everybody has a great um, um, Christmas and New Year and all that shit. Uh, a lot of good stuff going on. Make sure you guys will. We, I think we have to start off the new year with our goals and plans. For sure, whatever, whenever we come back, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's what's up. All right. Anyway, we, we appreciate all y'all. Shout out to Lisa, Paul Gio, of course, Jeff Thorne, Linnell White. You know some of our regular regular players group. up in here. We appreciate you guys, group. the whole Wu Tang Clan. Um, and we'll see you guys in the New Year. So y'all know how we're doing on the Rant Room on the show. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what everybody. Twenty twenty. Peace, y'all. I'ma say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Red Room. So you wanna be a writer?
well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed In the rent room, we let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a 